justice, peace, pot. Listener discretion is advised. A second, I've got two words that I want you all to remember. They're very important. And if I leave you with anything, I'm going to leave you with these two words. And those two words are, I'm Batman. Throwing stolen money everywhere. You are listening to another episode of the Justice and the Peace Podcast. Today's date is Thursday, July 21st. The time now is 6 4 a.m. How you doing, motherfuckers? Listener discretion has been advised, grandson. Papa, go Podcast. You are listening to. Another episode of the Justice and the Peace podcast. Like I said, today's date is Thursday, July 21st, 6.40 a.m. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Depending on what time this podcast reaches you, I hope it does find you in good form and fashion, do sir. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Papa. Grandson, how are you doing, my guy? Go ahead. Uh, okay, well, that was pretty fucking direct. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I'm glad that we established this very early, very early on into this recording. But first, before we move forward, you know what time it is. I must issue flowers to my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I think about you every day. I'm still searching for you, and it won't stop until my last breath is left. I mean that shit. (laughs) Anyway, today, Thursday, this morning, I got up early as shit. Not because I wanted to in particular. No. Up a little bit extra early. Had to go pick the Junie up from from his job this morning and decided, hey, I might as well stay up. I'm going to go uh, take care of some shit today, so I might as well stay up and get it done early. So I stayed up and was flipping through the good HBO Max and said, hey, that's right. They did put out the documentary on the January 6th shit that really doesn't take anybody's side. It just kind of shows you the insides and the workings of what the fuck was going on inside of people's minds when they decided to siege, attack, and, and, and basically dismantle this country that we lived in, and they're, they're changing the narrative. The narrative has changed so much depending on who it is that you talk to. I don't even really give a fuck who you support. Politically, that's your choice. But I just wonder if they would have got a couple of people out there, some of those Congress people out there, 
Like, what the fuck would this country look like? But anyway, I don't want to talk about that on this podcast. I have something completely different to talk about. Something that I hope doesn't offend a lot of religious folks. A lot of you religious folks probably are going to get offended anyway because, like I said, once we find a tribe that accepts us and we accept the terminology of the tribe, there will be no outsiders coming in and there will be no insiders going out. That's kind of how things work when you're in certain tribes, even though they say it is, you know, um, exclusive to one's choice. Sometimes I disagree with... um with that terminology depending on how you could be shunned in certain communities and also at the same time um have your have have people turn their 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 backs on you i was going through my clip list as i do before ipod and i came across something interesting that i would like people to maybe have a conversation about let me see if I can pull this up for you right here. Start asking the church, where is your money going? Right here. Well, Mr. Ryan, I'm so glad you asked. So for today's lesson, let's do some basic math facts, shall we? The average church only brings in about $300,000 a year. With that $300,000 a year, all operational costs must be met. Lights, water, cleaning, insurance, cleaning people, toiletries, paper, printer, ink, grounds upkeep, the list goes on and on. And that's before we even get to paying mortgages, interest on said mortgages, and sometimes second mortgages, depending on the financial history of the church. Oh, did we forget to pay the pastor who probably has an undergrad, graduate, or sometimes even a doctoral degree in order to be efficient and proficient at their job? Let's talk about the other staff in musicians, student leaders, custodians, and the like. So where is your tithe and offering going? It's going to running your local church. Okay. I have questions. I have questions. So many questions, right? Right, maybe maybe I, I am not a math man, okay? Let me put that first and foremost. I am not a math person. But I do know this. One plus one must always equal two. And there's a couple of things that just don't add up here to me. Right now, listing off multiple items that go in the same category does not expand your funds unless you know how to expand <laughs> the way that it's going to show up um, on paper. But now, first, let me just get into what it is that I do know with my non-mathematical knowing ass. One thing I do know about what it is that she just said is that they bring in about $300,000 a year, right, which is untaxable money. That, that's money that, that they have to report, which means there is nobody there necessarily counting the money, I believe. Um, and if someone is counting the money, it's under the faith of God, right? Right. We have to trust each other because we're in God's house. I mean, there's no one there from the, the, the tax agency counting the money like like they do when you're in a regular business. Right. Right. But, but I know and we know that the, 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 the church pays no taxes. Right. But then. Then 
we we also know that 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 there are pastors, and not all, not all. Uh, 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 I have family members who are uh, uh, in the, in, into uh, into religion and stuff like. I don't want to call nobody or nothing out of their name, so I'm gonna just say they're into religion and stuff like that. But they don't do some of the shit I'm about to name off right here. Not nothing at all. So if y'all do listen to this shit, please understand I love you, and I ain't talking about your ass. Um, the church pays no taxes, and they got these write-offs, right? We seen There's this one clip I was looking for before I started recording, and that's when I found the opener of this pod was uh, 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 Michael Keaton, that that guy. Uh, uh, before, before Christian Bale, he was the best Batman, if they're... I don't think there were that many Batmans, but he was a good ass Batman. I like Michael Keaton as Batman, so I decided to open up the pod to lighten it up, lighten you up for I punch you in the gut. But um, anyway, like I was saying, they have these tax write offs, and we've seen these pastors with these Versace belts. We've seen them with the Gator shoes. We've seen them with the three piece suits and the gold chains and the pinky rings. We didn't seen all that, pimping. We didn't, I didn't seen all that. I stopped going to church because of the fashion show. That's one of the reasons why I stopped going when I understood that we're not here to worship. We're here to to either up show or or fake or 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 pretend, but we're not here for no gospel. At least the churches that I have been to and I know there are some people out there that are going to say you need to come to my church. I'm all right, man. I'm I'm close. I'm close to the I'm as close to the creator as I believe that I can get without needing to be uh, 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 around people. But anyway, like I said, we, we know of these pastors who got it popping. These motherfuckers got Bentleys. They got, they got shit with the ceiling that look like the, like, the, like, like, the, uh, like the galaxy and shit on the roof. These are pastors, right, who pay no taxes, are unaccountable for the money, and, and... Oh my God! Let, let's let's go. Let, let me just go a little bit in deeper, because uh, this church thing that she said kind of bothered me. Most of the time, um, none of these things go back into the black community, and I'm going to say it here. Most of the time, there's not that much shit going back into the black community coming back out of the black churches. There's a taking process that's going on. They are taking your time. They are taking your money. And sometimes they are taking your mind. And I have to reiterate that I'm not talking about all churches. I'm talking about some churches. There are big conglomerate churches. When, uh, what was it, the, 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 the hurricane or something hit? The big ass, uh, uh, even the white churches too. So don't think that I'm just getting on black churches. Even the white churches too. Uh, Joel Osteen got that super church, that uh, that big ass stadium church. That motherfucker locked the doors <laughs> when people didn't have nowhere to go. You know, and it's funny. It's funny to me how condescending she begins to talk as she goes down the list. I'm going to post this video on the Instagram page. Um, so you guys can see it. That's one thing I can say now is I do have an Instagram page. Check out the Instagram page, um, just just the pod, uh, just underscore the underscore pod, just the pod, Instagram. 
check that shit out. Um, but the way that she's talking is condescending, like, no, you need to. And it's a sister, too. It's a sister telling you, like, that's where your tide goes. Well, I can't ask any questions about my money because you're dressing nicer than I am, and I work two fucking jobs. Uh, there's, I have questions. I, I have a lot of questions. And, and a lot of my questions always, um, not always, I take back the always. A lot of my questions, I find somewhat of answers as I do this pod. Um, um, some, to me. I don't know about you guys. Hopefully, people are finding this shit either entertaining or informational. I do not know. It is unclear to me at this moment. <laughs> but one thing, one thing, like I said, that I notice about the effect that the church has on, 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 on communities, especially the black communities, is the messaging Sometimes that is left there. There are pastors funking right now, like for real funking. I'm finna say they name either, but there are some pastors on the internet funking. And the thing is, like, I thought Jesus was with, was with love. You know, Jesus didn't ask for. I don't. I ain't never seen Yahweh. I never seen uh 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 no biblical passages with God asking anybody for for no money. I could be wrong. I could I could be like I said, I'm not a math man and there are numbers in the Bible. <laughs> so, so hey, hey, what 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 can I tell you? I do know this though that when churches do pop up in the community, they do they do uh uh pull resources out of the community and they do leave messaging in the community, and that is what I really want to talk about, as I always talk about on this pod, is messaging and programming. You know, um, I hate to say this, but the truth of the matter is, um, some of the, not some, but growing up, growing up, I knew that at 18 years old, I had to move out. No matter where it was, where it was that I was residing, I had to move out. Period. A lot of kids feel like that. They feel like we don't give a fuck about them because that is something that was instilled into us as children. Is shit. When 18 hit, I know your ass better better try to get like you gonna have to get the fuck out. Now, it's normalized because our parents do it to, did it to us, so we figure it's only right that we do it to them. It's almost like a rite of passage. But as I have been sitting back and being very, very observant, not only of our culture, and that's the black culture, and the white culture, because I am mixed. I wasn't raised with the white culture, though. Um, but looking at both sides of cultures, not only white and black, but if you look at the, the 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 Middle Eastern culture or 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 the Pacific Islander culture or or any other culture across the world, most of the time they don't encourage their kids in taking on the world at such a young and naive age. They encourage them to follow their dreams and shit like that. But it's not like once you hit eighteen, my hands is clean. That's not what I see. 
Now, I have an idea, maybe even a thought that that hit me. And, and that's that when you're under, and I believe this, this to be true, and I, I could be wrong. When you're under so much pressure as a young, young child, because you're still young and you're dumb, but you don't want to admit it at that age. When you're young and you're dumb and then you're forced, I mean literally forced, and this is life. This happens, and it's going to happen repeatedly over and over again, the situation it is that I'm talking about. But when you're that young and you're forced to take the gambit of, of, of shit that's out in the world, and we as parents know what's out there in the world, we know that we survived it. We know that in our hearts we believe that they can survive it, but we forget that we didn't raise our children the way that we were raised. Our children do not have the same situational perception that we have had to have, that we have had the opportunity to gain over our lifetimes for the simple fact that every single lifetime, life gets easier for a child. And that's just true, statistically speaking. Now, I'm good at numbers when it comes to statistics. Um, I know about looking that shit up. Statistically speaking, life has been getting easier and easier for the children of men and women. This is a documented motherfucking fact. What has not changed is us. <laughs> and, and, and this happens with white folks, too. So don't think that I'm leaving anybody out or, 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 or just, just uh, 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 laser focusing on my culture or, or any culture for that matter at all because I'm a fucking mud. I'm mixed with everything. But when, when, when we put that kind of that kind of tremendous pressure, and now I think it's even more pressure for children to have that kind of thing looming over them because they're growing up in this digital age where they can't discern, they can't they can't understand the difference in between this internet shit and reality, and that's why it's bleeding into each other. But when you're that young and all that shit is thrown on you, you know, I'm pretty sure it's the reason why a lot of kids early in their youth start rebelling so hard. Because if you're not going to be here, if I'm 14, and, 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 and last thing I can remember, I was, I was, I was just 12, like yesterday, and two years hit, I could blink and be 15, blink 16, like life is going fast. I got to find somewhere where I could do something that I know is going to be there constant for me. That's, I believe, where children get the reasons, or not even the reasons, but 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 the, the not even the push. There's a word that I'm, I'm trying to find. I can't find it. But they get. They get that 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 force, that propelling force that makes them want to get into a situation to where they feel safe, to where they feel like things are never going to change here because it, it doesn't tell me this. No matter what it may be, it could be selling drugs, it could be using drugs, it could be, you know, uh, 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 I don't know, sex things. It could be a lot of stuff that you could, that, that, that people could find ways of escaping and we never take into consideration the burden that it is that we put on our children at a very young age, almost telling them that they, that they are the burden. We create two burdens, I believe, with this. We, we tell them 
that they're the burden by telling them those type of things. And then another burden is created when 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 you're that young and you don't you want to be looked at as an adult. So you don't want to be afraid. You don't want want to acknowledge that you don't know shit. So now you got this burden on your back to where not only are you lying to the people that's immediately around you, but eventually you begin lying to yourself into believing that you can do shit that you know damn well you ain't got no business doing. It, it's, it's one of those things sometimes when I sit and I get to thinking about so many, so many decisions that I've made in my own life and how they've all guided me into where it is right now that I sit and record this podcast, you know, I'm very grateful for the, for, 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 uh, uh, making it out of certain situations that I did, but I cannot lie. I am very, very regretful for, for a lot of people that have gotten hurt along the way. I, I can't lie. I, I'm not spiteful, but I don't want to deal with a majority of the people that have constantly hurt me over my years. And, and part of that and it won't make sense. You got to keep listening to You got to go back and listen to the podcasts on how all of this comes together. I hate to say that because if you start in the beginning, you start to understand how I think. But over time, all of those things come from a childhood of uncertainty. I was a, 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 a very uncertain child at a very young age, right? And then you got to think about it when you hit when when 18 is looming, you know, people, I did, at least I did, I was searching, uh, to use the cliche, in love in all the wrong places, doing all the wrong things, looking for acceptance, using anger as an excuse, you know, all of those things. Now, even if I had my parents there with me growing up, I still, um, through my observations, I still believe that it would be a great hindrance to put that type of pressure on a young person. Especially when, if you can remember when you were 18, you didn't know who the fuck you were. And some people did, some people did. You know, there's nuance to all conversation, some kind of way. Some kind of way, there's, a, there, there's, there's some kind of nuance in each conversation. But what I'm saying is, I believe the messaging should be a little bit more of encouragement, love, uh, uh, more of a we can get it right together. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you're blessed to live long enough, the cycle repeats itself, right? Because you live long enough and then eventually the children that you nourished and the children that you took care of, the children that you taught, the children that you encouraged, if you live long enough, they reciprocate back that love, right? You don't want to get old with some motherfuckers that don't want to visit you. You don't want to get old with some motherfuckers that don't even want to talk to you. You don't want to get old with somebody who will put you in a home. You know all that money you've been saving all up and shit like that? You get a check every month, motherfucker pay that little bill and skate off with your motherfucking money. You don't want to get old and be completely alone. And some people manage and maintain and function 
fine. They function fine by themselves. You don't want to get old and not have your children in your life, right? And I think that that's, that's much more valuable than us putting uh, 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 some sort of time limit on us being responsible for our kids because at the end of the day, even if they do move out and they do get their own place and they do find a girl and a, a job and all that good shit, if some horrific accident happens to our children, we remember everything that we said to them. We remember every thing that we cherished about that 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 soul about about that piece of us that we created with another individual we remember those things and the last thing that you would you would want to remember is not being a supportive parent or person for a person for your child that you brought into this world right at least i don't so with that being said, I'm changing the narrative on how it is that I speak to the youngest children of mine, on what it is that I expect of them and exactly how much how much I care about them and exactly to what length, lengths it is that I am willing to go to help them succeed instead of pushing the message of when you're 18, you got to go. You got to go. I'm not pushing that message to my kids. And if you don't like that, you can kiss my motherfucking ass, you know. Because I have balls. You don't. Literally. You can kiss my motherfucking ass. I think messaging and programming needs to be changed more in the direction of a, a university type of thing. And I don't mean like a university that you go to i mean like uh this is a universe that we all have to share right and if you treat your kids with love and send them out into the world with love hopefully they'll bring more love back with them instead of sending them out here with the this this killer mentality you you can be you can be a loving person but when activated turn into a monster this is true this is true but there's no need to be a monster 24 fucking 7 <laughs> you attract more bees with honey than with vinegar, right? Or is it try you attract more flies with honey than vinegar? You attract more shit with honey, okay? Let's just say that. You attract more stuff. Stuff will come faster. Maybe humans. Definitely bears with honey. <laughs> How much I got left? Okay. All right. Well, I think it's about that time, Pop Pop. Pop Pop. Yep, I think it's about that time. Go say. All right, man. Well, I mean, this the same motherfucking shit that I do all the goddamn time. If you motherfucker, don't say that. I did the the the. the uh, okay, I'll 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 take that. I I will take that one. This is, this is very true. This is true. I am. An idiot. So well, I don't know what to tell you guys. You know, um, I can't find my outro shit which is sad. I mean, it's just sad, you know, but it's just the way that it is sometimes. You know, with that being said, I have to leave you 
with something that good old Benji said, good old Benjamin Franklin. He that lives in peace and not ease must not speak all he knows or all he sees. Let me repeat that for you. He that lives in peace and at ease must not speak of all he knows or all he sees. So that means if you live in peace and you are at ease, don't speak of all the things you know or all the things you see. This is the Justice and the Peace Podcast production, you punk. I'm glad you came. I appreciate your presence. But it's time to leave. And when you do, remember, get the fuck out. Go away. That's right. Don't you come back. I would like for you to exit stage left. Don't you come back. Don't Go on, man. Go on. Baby. And I'm not your baby. Let's get this shit straight. Don't you come back. Don't you come back. Oh. Guitar. Appreciate you. Love you. I don't know how many times I got to tell you, motherfuckers. I may not like a lot of you, but I do love everybody. This is indefinite. Thank you for listening. Don't you come back. So go ahead and leave. This is it. There's no more. I have nothing else to give you. Okay? Don't like. Don't subscribe. Don't tell a friend. You ain't been doing it anyway. So you don't have to pretend. Okay? And don't be a pretend friend. Now get the fuck out of here, alright? Don't come back. I need that guitar one more time. Peace.